0: Achtung, Achtung! Here is Alex Wright, and you are listening to Chat Grabble and Cheat Pops with JB and Chris Drett. Enjoy it, or I come over and kick your ass. Welcome everyone to another special episode of Chat, Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast. I am Chris Dredd, here with my main man JB, and we have got a very special guest this week. We have someone who has been in the wrestling business for a long time um, in the UK scene. He is what you could call our Mr. Miyagi. Um, He was integral in the training of these two jabronis. Um Many many moons ago, and we're oh, just yeah. really excited to call him a friend and to have him on the show. So uh, JB, what are you saying, bro? You good?
1: I am wonderful. It, this has been nearly three years in the making, hasn't it? Let's be honest. Right. Yeah. Um, we have we have left this one so long. I almost think he probably thought he hated like we hated him or something. But yes. no, we we don't, and you know we love him. And here he comes. He's oh boy, this is gonna be fun.
0: Oh yeah, baby, let's do this
1: hey what's up guys jb from chat grapple cheek pops the best chris in all of wrestling podcast mr chris dread and we have a ridiculous guest for you one of the best ladies and gentlemen the man the myth the guy with such fucking great promos there's only one other guy that's better than him and he's the one with the lift baby (laughs) ladies and gentlemen i'm bringing you in sunset skip how the fuck are you
2: man Boys, it is an absolute pleasure. Dusty, one of the greats of all time. Here's the American dream, but Sunset Skip, you can call me the Neon Dream. And it is an absolute pleasure to be here on the Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast. I've been super hyped for this. So I'm well excited to be here and having a chat with you, boys. It's a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine.
0: Man, JB was saying before that like, we've been doing this for nearly three years and you were probably starting to think that we fucking hated you or something, not having <laughs> you on yet. Well, you know. We've we just been building this up. We started just doing reviews of shows. Yeah. And then it all just started with we had Santino Morella on. And since we had Santino on, it's literally just been like snowballing a bit with guests. And, but we've had a few people from WCW. We've had, um, I mean, we had Joel Redmond on, which was a fantastic oh, guest. I mean, man. Joel's a top dude, man. Former <laughs> NXT champion. You know, we had Sonny Ono on. You know, but now we have fucking sunset skip and we are absolutely (laughs) just gassed, mate. Gassed.
2: Boys, the only way is down from here right now. We've we've started to hit, you know, when you kind of get to that plateau and then it just starts to kind of cannibal down. (laughs) We're on the greasy bit now. Like there is no breaks. We're (gasps) just all lube. We are just heading down, down into the quagmire. And I'm so excited to take you there. I always take everybody (laughs) down with me. I drag you down to my level. It's,
0: fucking it's all, gigging, gigging
2: Let's do
1: it. Oh hell! <laughs> let's uh, let's get this party started. Um Skip, we met you on day one of training at wrestling school. Holy yes, shit, indeed.
2: Look at that! Look Long at that! Time some
1: proper j Bros
2: there. You were looking at him, going, "Fuck this man! What a class Hello, this, this is!" <laughs> oh, dude, I've, I've had I've had some some good and some not so good classes and you guys definitely tip more towards the good side of those classes because it it, like it's all about passion and how much you want to do it and how much you want to learn and you know I think you guys came in at a really really difficult time for wrestling like it was that mid-2000s thing where there just wasn't the opportunity to branch out and you know age and real world always kind of conspires against us for all of these sorts of things but you guys absolutely killed it when you were training so yeah it was brilliant having you guys there
0: we loved it, man. Yeah.
1: It Almost nothing better at the time, was there? Like, yeah, yeah, you're looking forward to wrestling training every fucking week,
2: man. It was, yeah, man, you... was it Monday nights? Do you remember oh, yeah. we even did it in the snow and all sorts? We had that crazy snow yeah. and we all still managed to get there. I think we're the only only people in that leisure centre that day.
0: <laughs> it's, when, and you make fast friends. When, you, when you've got someone else's <laughs> testicles on the back of your neck, um, you know, you become the friends real quick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, you know it's it only gets weird if you make eye contact so you that's know, right. that's yeah. that's always been my golden rule just don't make eye contact and it, it <laughs> keeps it just that little bit off from being weird because you know we wear weird, weird clothes we're all up in each other's business but if you just stared into each other's eyes a little bit too long that would make it uncomfortable that's right
1: <laughs> that's that's what we do man like, <laughs> that's wrestling that's in a yeah. nutshell <laughs> um let's let's talk real quick like how do you feel the state of british wrestling is at the minute man you're
2: you're in there you're you're a heartbeat of it like what's going on see i at the minute again like what we said a minute ago there's it's always been through peaks and troughs and i think at the minute it's there's so much positive stuff going on like there are so many companies good companies popping up because you know you guys saw it when there were companies popping up left right and center and then do one show and guys like myself and some of the other guys who were coaching you would be approached to do them. We get messed around, you know, they'd not run a show, you'd book in the dates and then it'd cancel last minute on you. That happens less and less. There's still a few iffy ones here and there, but for the most part, for me, it's really positive. I mean, like I looked at my calendar in November and myself and RJ Singh were talking and both of us are pretty much booked up for the entire year around what we can do so that's super positive to be I've never been booked a year in advance I've always had like a month or two ahead of bookings people would be like oh can you do this date?" and I'm like yeah cool whatever but this last two years I've had to have an actual diary and go November 9th yeah I think so I'll put you in there but it's like I don't know what I'm going to be doing in bloody this weekend let alone November 9th normally but it's it's real good so for me looking at it it seems to be a bit of a boom period at the minute there's loads of people getting really, really good exposure in different ways. People are kind of branching out, and I think following the whole NXT UK thing, I think this is now like a rebuilding phase, and there's people really starting to make it their own, their own scene, and I think that's a really exciting time to see.
0: It's um, it's it's great as a, as a fan at the moment because. I mean, we're in Hertfordshire being Hertfordshire's best uh, wrestling podcast. 100%. Um, yeah, so we're in Hertfordshire. I would even we... say
2: Hearts, Beds and Bucks' is best wrestling podcast, oh, just, to, just <laughs> yeah. to put it out there. Like all three counties.
0: Oh, he's definitely buttering our parsnips right now. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, we we've got the the uh, the ability to see quite a lot of wrestling around mm. where we are. We've yeah. got like local promoters, people you know running shows that people that you know we're in, have been involved with, and we know we've got you know UBW doing stuff at the moment. Um, we also we get a lot of. Really good wrestlers coming to the Stevenage uh, Legends Center. What's it, yeah. um, the, the Gordon Craig? I mean, we go regularly. We've just missed one that we both couldn't make it for Since last um, weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, it was um, Rev Pro. And we've been to what three recently, when the over the last what year or so? Yeah,
1: they, they, they hit up uh two or th- like maybe twice or three times a year, I think. Yeah,
0: and we went and... to the UK, um, the J Cup. We went to the UK oh, J-Cup. We saw uh Speedball Mike Bailey. Unreal. Leo.
2: Bush,
0: Leo Rush. Um fucking uh
1: <laughs> yeah, minoru, Suzuki. <laughs> minoru Suzuki.
0: Yeah. Minoru Suzuki. We saw it, bro. There's a story that I told you <laughs> another thing. We saw him in Nando's. We were in Nando's eating, right? And I just bought one of his T shirts. And um they wouldn't let him in because they fucking shut the kitchen down. He was pissed. And like oh, we'd just finished. And I followed Murder him out. Granddad.
2: Of- and just asked
0: me his autograph, and he literally just turned around and went, No, <laughs> he just point blank, what just hear, knocked right? me off. Um, but, <laughs> but we do get to see some great, I mean, yeah, you know, man. some real great talent coming to, coming to Stevenage. I mean, we had um, who was it Was um, Aussie Open was here,
2: yeah, um, yeah was quite, quite regular, yeah, yeah. It was the last Southside show I went hanging out with RJ. Uh, a couple of the other baby. Guys and that was where, like, um, Cody Rhodes and a whole bunch of the AEW town, MJF and QT Marshall were there. Yeah. So even in, I mean, you know, Stevenage in reality of things is a small town, half an hour north of London. You would, you'd expect those sorts of levels of shows to be in London, Manchester, Birmingham, whatever, whatever, whatever. And to have them in a small town in Hertfordshire is pretty incredible. And there are those sorts of levels of shows dotted all around the country on a... On a semi-regular basis, at the very least. So I think it's a hell of a time for both the performers to be on those shows, to have those aspirations of being there, and also for fans to be able to go and see a show in their local town. And they they might like we had a uh, Spiebel Mike Bailey on a couple of UBW shows a, uh, a couple of years back. The guys, arguably the best actual in-ring performer in the world. Oh, he's fantastic! In the community center in Biggleswade, right? like it's this is a guy who's you know in terms of ability in the ring is it, it's like having a Ronaldo turn up for a kick around at the uh, Bulldog Arena on a Thursday night you know it's not not knocking any of the ability about anybody else on there Absolutely. but somebody yeah. of that absolute top tier ability is just coming down to you know a, a small independent show in in Bedfordshire is wild so it's a hell of a time for performers and uh fans alike
0: this is why it's good I mean because there are some really good British wrestlers coming through and for them to have the um, opportunity to work in the ring with these guys is, I mean, we saw uh, Minoru Suzuki against Dan Maloney. Right. And, Boy, that was a fucking great match because for me, Dan Maloney is is one of the UK's like up and comers right now. He is, yeah. you know, the driller. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he he really, I, I get really excited when I see him. No pun intended, JB. I can <laughs> see your face already. But um, there, there's a lot of uh, stuff also on the, if you've got like an Amazon uh, Fire mm. Stick, there's loads of wrestling channels that are streaming Sweet. like British wrestling. And, um, you know, you've got the TNT stuff going on in Liverpool. Dan Maloney was their champion, and they have a load of people jumping on their shows. I think they've got Scotty Too Hotty fucking coming back in July (laughs) or whatever. You know, so British wrestling has always been able to tempt those stars from overseas. But it's great because British wrestlers, as you well know, Skip, like, technically a lot is expected from British wrestlers. Yeah. Even Joel Redman was saying when he went to other places, they always expect the British wrestlers to like be technical and know yeah. what they're doing. So yeah, definitely. I mean, as a, as a trainer yourself, I mean, did you come up through hammerlock and that bro?
2: Was that? With- so I was just after hammerlock. So guys like, uh, Ash and curve, um, they came through hammerlock and, uh, Jody and Johnny. And I came through Dropkicks in drop kicks. That's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. 2001, 2002, I started. But even then, it was old-school British guys. It was uh, Tony Scarlow and Frank Reimer, who passed away just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, two years ago, two sorry, two days ago, two years ago Frank passed, and they were they were British wrestling guys, and you know, yeah, there was that understanding that you had to be able to to wrestle, you had to know holds and things like that. And then I was fortunate enough to spend a lot of time working on holiday camps with Johnny Kidd and Blondie Barrett, and again, they they fused that classic british style like johnny kidd you guys have seen him is just unbelievable you know he's one of the last masters of that british wrestling style and then they fused it with the more modern stuff to keep themselves kind of i wouldn't say keep them relevant that sounds uh you know downplaying their abilities sure but just because they knew that they had to be ahead of that curve as well they fused their incredible skill set with that modern style and you know this was 20 years ago and they were still at the top of their game and it helped keep them their their classic British style kept them as unique as anything else, which was incredible. I mean, you um, you had the, you were part of a tryout with WWE
1: in Dubai, is that right?
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. they came down to the uh, training place.
1: Um, I mean, tell us how that went, and also, did NXT UK ever call you?
2: <laughs> no, NXT UK never called me. Unfortunately, I think my phone must have been turned off those days. All right. reckon, but uh... yeah. yeah. Definitely. you know they they must have put an extra zero at the end or, or something like that you know it's uh you know is what it is. they thought <laughs> they thought uh, you had to dubai number still that's probably what it was yeah that's it yeah. that's it they were dialing nine seven one rather than yeah. plus four yes, right. four yeah you know there's there's probably some some uh i don't know some some doctor who's uh keeps getting call, phone calls in 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 dubai from WWE going, <laughs> no, you you've got the wrong number i'm a we skip man yeah but, uh, <laughs> no, I, I think, it, see, the whole, uh, when they came to have a look at the talent over in Dubai, it was like the first wave of the big public, uh, big publicized trap that they had at Dubai Opera House. So they came down and had a look at the talent. This was when they were really looking at the expansions for NXT branches all over the world. And it was, it was quite an interesting story, because at the time, I, you know, I was, uh, I was 34 at the time, and that was uh, two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep that but uh <laughs> you know the uh the guy who was running the wrestling out there contacted me I was like are you going to be there for the tryouts I was like yeah I probably will but it all depends on works it was a Tuesday night or whatever and it's like why aren't you super excited I'm like I'm old I've been wrestling 14 years I'm not what they're looking for but I, I went down and it wasn't like me being kind of too cool for school it was me being probably realistic slash pessimistic about it because it's a casting isn't it you you go out to the Middle East. You're not looking for a bald white guy. You know, you're looking for, at the time they they were desperate and still are uh, desperate for like Middle Eastern and Indian talent. So that's that's what they're looking for in that that region as well. But went went down and I was at the tryout and I was wrestling a guy that I wrestled a whole bunch of times. Is this big Egyptian fella called the Pharaoh, and he hit like a bus, which which I enjoyed because you know I'm not afraid of uh, a little bit of the physical side of things, but. We we had our little trainer match in front of Talent Relations, and it was Vice President of Talent Relations, Canyon Seaman, and his number two. Um, I can only remember his first name was Paul, uh, not Paul Levesque. That would have been very very interesting. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we had the match, and it was it was what it was. There was a. <laughs> this showed the difference between my mindset when I was younger and older, and and now the uh, the planned finish of the match completely went belly up, and. At, you know, grown up age, I kind of went with a wistful smile. I went, well, they saw that it didn't quite go, go to plan. Something happened, there was miscommunication with the guy who was wrestling and the referee and whatever happened. But instead of, I mean, I'd have been inconsolable 10 years before that, you know, thinking, oh, this was my, my shot, my chance, and it, it hadn't gone right. But, you know, we kind of improvised and worked around it and we still got, we, we always drew a little audience there. It was right in the workers' community of al in Dubai. And then people would just hear noise and shouting and grunting and people being thrown around through the windows. And they'd just congregate and appear and watch. So we'd always build a crowd. So for this behind closed doors uh, tryout in the gym, we still ended up with a bit of a crowd and they, they reacted to it. And then I got some real great feedback from the head of talent relations, which at that point in, in my career and even now, I thought I will probably never get uh, this opportunity to speak with somebody who is that high up on the totem pole. So I had reality just a couple of minute chat you know said we like what you do but we're not you know you're not what we're looking for right now but you know here's some things to kind of work on here's some things that were really good we like this try doing these things you know there weren't many of us on the day that got that actual forum with uh with can you to get a minute or two of his time to get some feedback so that was really really useful and that was something that i do really look back on with a lot of pride and great fondness
0: so with, with the WWE, there, there's always a lot of um, I say controversy, but a lot of people kind of think a certain way about the WWE going to the Middle East and going to Saudi Arabia and places like that. What is what is the interest over that part of the world for wrestling like? I mean, what what do they? What do they like? I mean, from what I hear, they really love like the '90s stuff. I mean, yeah. what, what, what do they? I mean, what's it like over there, dude? Wrestling.
2: See, when I was out there, it was really a fledgling scene. Uh, it was Dubai Pro Wrestling at the time, and there'd been like a couple of random super shows in Dubai, and then in Qatar, uh, there was the uh, QPW super shows where he'd get a lot of former WWE talent, and there was such an untapped market up for it and that's what i think is kind of expanding you know the guy who ran uh, dubai pro wrestling he left the country um and then it just kind of floundered for a bit and some of the other wrestlers and some of the newer wrestlers who have come have then built the scene back up under the wrestling me banner and the uh wrestlefest dxb banner they have their uh, co-promoted show with progress and there is just this huge appetite for it they've built a real niche following they've got their own regular venue um, I, I still speak to a few of the guys who are regulars on the show um from, from my day. so to speak of man, I sound old there, from uh, from when I was out there. And there is just this passion. And I think they do they do want not quite the full-on attitude era style of wrestling, but they, they desperately want that wide range of things. They want the athletes, they want the freaks, they want the characters, they want all of, the, all of the gimmicks and all of the things that kind of sprinkle on it because wrestling such a unique thing. It's never really had much of a presence out there. So having this opportunity to, to perform and build their own scene, I think the wrestling ME guys and all the former Dubai Pro Wrestling guys have made an incredible stamp on it and started to make their own actual mark in there rather than it being wrestling shows with a potential of building a scene. I don't think they'll ever have the UAE is a very small country they'll never have like a multiple company independent scene like the UK or Germany or US or Japan or Mexico but it will it looks like they've got their, their staple company companies there they're kind of a sister company to one another so there is that, that great scene starting up there
0: Jason
1: sorry I just had to mute myself because the dog was kicking off <laughs> <laughs> he's he's fine now. He's just being let out, out, of out the room. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, So
2: I did see you looking aside, like what? Yeah, he's uh, he got got really larry for a second now.
1: He's, oh, you know, nice. the, the he's a he's a little dog though, so you know I can t- I can take him
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: on a good day. Put him over yeah. strong.
2: Put him over strong, right?
1: That's <laughs> yeah.
0: right? He works snug that dog, though, bro, He does. <laughs> he <just> very <laughs> I like snug. They always
2: do, man. <laughs> Never worked with kids or animals. Trust. <laughs> Sorry. That's a,
1: that's a good one. I uh, quite enjoyed that. Um, where were we? Dubai. Yeah.
2: Dubai. It was warm. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was going to say, what was it like? Were they air-conditioned arenas and stuff? Or
2: was it like, you yeah, know, were, man. were like, you hot? <laughs> it was hot. Like Most of the places we worked were air-conditioned. The But when I was out there, I worked in such a mad range of different places. Like In the UK, it will pretty much be... Leisure centre, community centre, arena. That's pretty much the kind of the scope it is with the odd working men's club when you're, you're at the very very small shows, things like that. Out in Dubai, I worked in. I worked in an enormous shopping mall. We had a. We were part of Popcon, and there was uh, the guy that played Luke Cage in the Marvel series Luke Cage. I can't remember the character's name because what? I never watched it. There was a Brianna Corrigan from the not Brianna Corrigan because she was a singer. Uh, for our, the girl that played Negasonic Teenage Warhead in the first Deadpool film. She was there as well. Wow. And they were all, they were all part of the attractions there, and we did PopCon one year. Now, this mall is in the absolute back end of Beyond. Like right? If you drive... Because I lived in Abu Dhabi, and to drive from Abu Dhabi to Dubai was an hour and a bit in a straight line on a five-lane highway where there is nothing but sand either way for as far as the eye can see. And then you get a couple of garages... Uh, and they're like big rest stations. Then you get this really cool place called Last Exit. On one side, it's all like pop, co- um, uh, pop art themed. And the other side, it's all Mad Max, like food like food trucks and whatnot like that. Real cool place. Like, I used to love coming back there when I was uh, going between the two. But that's it. You got like an hour and 10 minutes of nothingness. And then you get to what looks like the set of Blade Runner when you get into the actual city of Dubai. You keep going through there for another like 40 minutes and then you're in the back end of beyond at this outlet mall. And there was nothing around. There was this big, I, I lie actually, there's this big arena called Autism Rocks. And I saw Guns and Roses there, but it's like, and this is just an arena made of shipping containers. But apart from that, there was nothing, like just sand and bleakness. And you're like, this is, this is wild. So I wrestled in that, uh, this massive mall. Um, I also wrestled in World Trade Center, where I'd seen uh, a bunch of bands that I'm big fans of. I wrestled at Zero Gravity Beach Bar, um, so yeah, there was a wide range of really, really different places that we performed at, and then of course we had all the regular gym shows in, in the gym in Alcoos, which is the, I want to say it's kind of run down, it's like the industrial area of, uh, of Dubai, so it was a real weird and wacky variation of places I worked, but it was awesome, man, I loved it.
0: How long were to- you out there?
2: Just two years, yeah, two yeah. two years or so, and uh, yeah, and yeah, came back, came back to reality. <laughs> so,
1: working in all those like you know, you know, those arenas and stuff, and like these malls, you know, and all that, like, you know, I mean, you, surely you could you could have big time everyone when they asked you to go and wrestle in Biggleswade.
2: You know? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish, but I, I I should have you know whack whack a zero onto the end of my uh, of my wage. So, you know, or 0.0 at the front. I can't remember which way it goes. I never remember. (laughs) I think I end up being leaguing myself.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know. You got saying.
1: No, mate, you go. You go. Sorry, man. No, I keep jumping in, but it's just we've got skip on, man. You know? Yeah, of course. Um,
0: So, yeah. So, I mean, so you started to drop kicks. Came mm-hmm. through that you're working a load of the um you say like the holiday camp kind of yeah. stuff. Um and I mean at the moment, so who who is it you're working with at the moment? You got like so you're saying you've got a few bookings and that Just yeah so to some local yeah. indies, man.
2: Yeah, so I'm I'm keeping pretty regular. I mean, like I said earlier on, like at the start of this year, end of last year, most of the regular companies I work for said we have these dates, what can you do? And I'm regularly working for UBW, which came from the Ashes of the training school in in Letchworth all those years ago and has grown yeah. into, you know, being a real consistent series of shows which are growing in quality. Some great wrestlers have come through the old UBW Academy and now that's known as the Square One Academy. Uh, UBW have got their 10-year anniversary show in September. I think they're still sorting out the venue, but they're looking to have a real good venue for that. So I'll have to have you boys down for that one.
0: 10 years, um, that's crazy, yeah, man. that's
2: wild. Like, I still remember vividly the first show, like, whole day i could probably blow for blow tell you what what happened in the build up to it putting together uh, a lot of the card because I, I worked a lot closely with the book inside of things back then um you know and even the match like it's i remember that uh, the two matches i had that night super super vividly they're two of my favorite ones so yeah ubw are celebrating their 10 years um i've got quite a few sh- shows coming up for doa wrestling they're based in like norfolk and Suffolk way. I'm there in um, Great Yarmouth for them this Saturday, March 18th. Then I've got Wrestling Society. They do a lot down in Bristol and Swindon Way. Uh, they came from the ashes of the Four FW promotion, who used to have incredible, incredible shows, and they're, they're showcasing some brilliant talent. And they're using talent from like Hertfordshire Way and from down in the uh, like West Country. So all of those shows are definitely, definitely worth checking out. I've done quite a lot of work for CXW, who are Essex based. And now Pro Wrestling East up in Cambridge are, uh, are starting to kind of run some real fun shows. So it's really, really good that I've got a few places that I'm kind of keeping my keeping my toes in fairly regularly on a on a pretty cool basis. So um,
0: CXW, I think uh, Johnny Storm works for them quite a bit. Yes.
2: Doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. So I do you like Braintree, Colchester, and there? Yeah. uh Paris, the guy that runs CXW, is absolutely brilliant, like he goes out and does uh, a lot of flyering and stuff, dressed up as Macho Man, like, you know, the effort he puts in to sell out these shows is brilliant like nobody else is doing that sort of stuff and it's just, you know, putting those boots to ground and doing oh, it and and that school. In, yeah. mate, and it's working you know, he's selling out three, four, five hundred seat of venues and he's not trying to do it every single month he knows, okay, if I absolutely bust myself for three, four months at a time I can put on this massive show get a load of asses in and then hopefully start to do it. So he's putting the effort in and more power to him. You know, there's no one else doing stuff like that. And it's it's pay, paying dividends for him. Well, fair play to him.
1: Yeah, because there's nothing, literally nothing worse than a greedy promoter who will run show after show after show mm-hmm. in front of no fans and just oh. and then eventually just fall apart. Like it's, and it's, it's
2: killer. It's, it's killer a common theme. Either. Yeah, or, it's, you know, I mean, you guys saw it a lot. Even when you were starting up, you know, you, you'd hear the tales from, the, the more experienced guys come into shows and the trainers, we say, oh, we did... I think every week we had a new horror story of where we went to promotion X and promotion Y and the promoter disappeared without paying people or was like, oh, I can only pay you this. Or, yeah, you know, th- there was never a good outcome for other people from that. But, you know, we'd, we'd have all of these horror stories from those days and they seem a lot fewer and far between. Yeah,
1: I you- mean... Sorry.
2: Oh, I was going to say, sorry, we never, we never worked for All-Star at all. When I first started, I did a couple of rumbles for them when I very first started my first match, which was terrible. I had no clue what I was doing, no business being in there, and I got absolute hiding for being terrible, um, but that was all the way back in 2003, so Jesus, 20 years ago. That's who, who was it? Uh, the match I had, the only singles I had was against Haid Vanson.
0: Haid and Vanson, Haid was still dude.
2: pretty green at the time as well, so... Oh.
0: Man, I mean that brings back when you say that. I just think of like FWA. Yeah, that's you know, yeah, man. Uh, it's um, they, those, those are F- the so days, days, man. You know, FWA. Oh. Do do you think there will ever be like another? I mean, without TV in this country, really, it's kind of tough. But you know, I mean, Rev Pro.
2: Yeah, pretty
0: pretty good progress. You yeah, know, people I would like say that. They're
2: the they're the probably two closest things to. I mean, the FWA came about such a unique period of time, didn't it? Like, like the whole, i say the internet wasn't the thing. The internet became accessible to everybody and there was that whole post dcw sort of vibe. There was that new Ring of Honor sort of cruiser weighty, hard-hitting style became popular. It then kind of morphed into its own thing with a lot of the British style. So I think the FWA was just something that came about at the right time with the right personnel, the right right attitude. And its it's a shame that it didn't grow but uh, looking back was it very much a product of its time it might well have been and that's you know things don't last forever but i think the fwa has got an indelible mark on the current british wrestling scene because you look at a lot of the style that's popular now that independent style i think the fwa was the first platform for that in in british wrestling
0: i, I think the um the wrestling channel had a lot to do with that as well man yeah. i mean it's a fucking damn shame that we don't have um the the wrestling channel uh, or or something like that um to showcase how much talent there really is in this country um you know it's um yeah it's it's nuts man because there there is some real good shows being put on um like I say if you've got a fire stick you you can. Keep an eye on the stuff that's going yeah, on yeah. in the UK. There's loads man. of
2: different on-demand services, and everyone's got yeah social media and YouTube YouTube presences. But it's it's so difficult to kind of pin it down. And like, I think the advantage of the wrestling channel was that you would have one place, and it'd be like you'd have your schedule set, for set your reminders. Balance. Yeah, yeah. Just, the wrestling right. channel now will be wild because you know if you have like. <laughs> six o'clock would be a progress show seven o'clock would be some classic world of sport eight o'clock would be oh, man. rev yeah. pro nine o'clock some new japan you know i mean this is all <laughs> a lot of theoretical stuff with a lot of companies coming together to hash out quite complicated and expensive deals no doubt but for for fans as a one-stop shop that would be incredible basically like a an independent version of the wwe network a few years back because then yeah. the, the network started showing all of the they started showing a few more independent bits and pieces and buying out and stuff like that but to have
1: they've taken uh, them off now fight tv
2: does stuff yeah they have fight tv i suppose has got something similar to that but it's it's kind of harder to navigate because fight tv's just got loads and loads of stuff doa put out a lot of stuff on fight tv and it looks great but i think it's almost uh with fight tv there's so much on there it's difficult to to find anything new if you know what you're looking for it's brilliant but if you're thinking i just need to find some new wrestling you've just got you know, it's like a, you go to a restaurant and you've got a menu that's that thick. You know, you're not going to know where to start, and you're going to go, "Ah, oh, just have a cheeseburger, please," because that, that's what I know I like. And that's that's the downside of having so many streaming services. It, it's difficult to find anything new because you're spoiled for choice. So it's that, that double-edged sword where you know you are very fortunate to have so much, but not knowing where to start looking for anything new is, is a tricky thing.
0: I mean the the wrestling channel was great because I think it was really like British, you know. Mm-hmm. It was it was definitely it was a British wrestling channel. So yeah. I mean one one thing that was really cool, man. And I mean it, it's a, it, it's a bit sad, but it, it's still um, quite fun to talk about it. I remember watching the wrestling channel and they had like the the panel show thing, and I can't remember there was they had loads of like guest yeah. um, hosts on there. I think they had the Pucker one. Darren Burridge and all that yeah, on yeah. there and they had a few other people but I remember when we trained um, a couple of times we went to um, Len Davis's place Yes, um, Real Quality Wrestling and he had this, this New Japan scarf yeah. that was over the door and it was all, all, always on the wrestling channel because yes. the set or whatever was kind of done by Len or, or whatever he was helping Alex Shane do it or whatever um, and it was just mad to see St- like it's like, dude, we trained. Where that that's yeah, Len yeah. Scarf. That's Len that Scarf, was cool, wasn't it? You know, so um, I mean, like I say, it's sad, obviously, because recently, um, obviously Len Davis passed away. Yes,
2: Len passed not long ago. Um, not, not too long ago,
0: and you know, we we've said how much of an influence he was in the British Beautiful. wrestling scene. Um, Len I mean, bought, even bought Joel production. Redman had you know great things to say about him.
2: Yeah, I think I mean my my paths only crossed with Len a handful of times, but it was always positive and. I think his influence, like the his influence on the show presentation and quality. I think he was the first one to do like big video screens and stuff at the yeah. uh, RQW New York call shows, and he was bringing imports in. And you know, Len really wanted to to make a product that looked looked good because a lot of that time, you know, early mid two thousands, the vast majority of shows were a ring in a room, and that was it. And Len looked to build some some uh, deeper level of presentation with his show so you got to respect that
0: absolutely man he was you know he used to help tna with their setups and the rings and everything you yes. know <laughs> he, he went around he, he did a lot with tna i mean i know yeah. i did a few bits um with like they used to send us fly me and my mate lee do you remember lee uh, my pal Lee that i used to go yeah, training yeah. with. Uh, shout out to lee man he's still knocking about yeah. around here um oh, but awesome yeah stuff. you know we used to get flies for the tna show sent by tna and we used to go around and distribute them, do some bits Brilliant. and bobs with them and that but yeah i know len used to he used to go all over the place with tna um oh, but yeah man fucking great times but yeah british wrestling there there is a, a, a love for it in this country i mean we went to clash at the castle um, Brilliant! It was fucking fantastic, dude. We're going to the what, SmackDown. I mean,
2: for Twenty years, people were crying out for a big level show like that, weren't they? In, in the UK, yeah. and I think that's great to see. And then Money in the Bank coming over, like you just mentioned in in yeah. July, is going to be fantastic for for all fans to have because it's, you know, it, I mean, I remember the days where you'd have like the Rebellion events and stuff like that at the Manchester News Arena, and they were very much a glorified house show, and it was what it was. Whereas this is a proper event with with actual stakes and it's got a purpose and it's going to be linked to everything that's current and it's yeah it's it's an exciting time for sure dude, this it's awesome
0: um ask him if he watches AEW JB ask him
2: <laughs> i was kidding i just want to i just
1: want to make a point like those shows those FWA shows one people should run the broxbourne civic
2: hall way more i do <laughs> yes and especially <laughs> because i live 9 minutes from there 9 minute walk from the Brockton <laughs> Civic Hall, right? So, if, if anyone, I know uh, there was a show there in February. So, if, if anybody's going to run oh, the Brockton wow. Civic Hall, I live nine minutes from there. So, you know, right.
1: Right. if book anyone's it. listening, crowd, yeah. book book local, local, local,
2: local talent, brother, local heroes, you know, all over the world for positive reasons. And, uh, you know, this, this yeah. <laughs> being front page, as soon as I told people that I was uh, front and back page news of uh, the National in uh, in, in uh, the UAE, everyone immediately thought, oh, he's getting deported. But uh, <laughs> it, it was for wrestling, like you know. Mug shot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, like, you know, British man does insert a terrible thing there. But no, no, no. Some was, drunken
0: uh, debauchery, I would imagine. Yeah,
2: like, you know, going back to when I moved out there, everyone thought they wouldn't even let me off the plane but uh you know <laughs> i think if i was there much longer i'd have probably you know ascended to oh, i'd have landed in something which was quite fun cuz that's what i do <laughs> so yeah let's let's run the brookspore civic course anyone
1: yes. book skip and also that was the first time i saw anyone in wrestling with what i can only be describing as at least 6 to 8 inch lifts in their boots yes Jesus, man! Like, I—I I mean, I, I'm not—I'm not joking. These was this geezer was t- was taking the piss. <laughs> it was
2: like <laughs> platform shoes, man. It it was. Like, uh, because like he, he came G- in, he came in
1: shoes. without the shoe without the boots on, and then like <laughs> he comes out into the into the ring and stuff, and he's 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 like six to eight inches taller. I'm like, nah, you're you're having having us on here.
2: Like, oh, come man. on man like you know like... I coached a guy years ago and he got some lift in his boots and I've shown to the camera which is always good for a mainly audio thing and it must have been you know we're, we're men so that's about eight inches yeah these lifts were and I was like mate how would i'd break my ankle even trying to put my foot in my boot and he's like yeah you gotta look tall dude and I'm like mate your your heel is where my shin bone is in my boots like that. <laughs> that isn't right. Like in your boots, your heel is where your shin bone should be, not in the heel recess of your boots. It yeah, was I'd be I'd, good I'd for your vibe. legs. Can't it may be, made I be laugh. Yeah, I, I was reminded of those lifts like the other
1: day because I saw MJF going to the media scrum. Are oh, yes. you fucking and, leave
0: Maxwell alone, dude? And he was wearing You've some heavy lifts. your damn mouth.
2: <laughs> they were some proper Spice Girl boots. I saw. I think I saw a <laughs> picture of that, and it's like, wow, Baby Spice wasn't going to be happy about them.
0: Have you seen the pictures of his bar mitzvah that have just come out?
2: Oh, dude, that's, that's, yeah. wild. <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> wild. That's fucking wild. Maximania. Yeah, Maria Canellis like- at his fucking bar mitzvah. No, no. what was that?
2: No. Yeah, I think, I
0: think that was her
2: 100%. Stop. Wow. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Good old Maxwell. He's my what, dude, what, man.
2: What a man. Living the dream
0: living <laughs> the dream I mean AEW we're talking about AEW hang on so let
1: me ask him this how Go. many of Tony Khan's calls have you skipped over have you just ignored? oh mate I, I,
2: you know it, it it's getting boring now it? <laughs> yeah I, I, he's got his own ringtone it's you know do you want to build a snowman it's uh... <laughs> there goes any yes. chance of me ever working for AEW but no <laughs> fuck that guy
0: AEW <laughs> right. do you think it's been good for the business
2: yes mainly but i feel in terms of quality it's just like when it first started there was so much buzz and excitement And again like 20 years everyone's been begging for a viable alternative because there were times when tna impact yeah you know went up and down and had its kind of peaks and troughs and then aew came out and it was it looked like an immediate viable threat to wwe and there was some Familiar talent and name talent, and they've made talent. I mean, there's there's some talent in AEW that I think are absolutely incredible. Like for me, one of the most exciting performers in all of wrestling now is Jane Cargill. Like that woman is just money waiting to happen. As soon as she gets bored with wrestling, she's just going to go and make a whole bunch of money elsewhere. And but now watching AEW, I I don't watch it anymore. I think that's probably the best indicator of it. I used to keep up with it fairly regularly, and now. I might see the odd bit that pops up on Instagram or Facebook and whatnot, but for the most part, it just, it exists. And that's, that's all it is now to me as, as, as a fan and as a performer. You notice how quiet we both went when you said Jade Cargill.
0: No, yeah. do you know what? Take Cargill, that. No, no. That's do you hot. know what? Yeah. Jade Cargill looks a million fucking bucks. Absolutely, she, is, yeah. she is what a wrestler should look like.
2: Yeah. Oh, she's what superhero looks like. Abs- absolutely
0: yeah. phenomenal. But, she hasn't really got much better very quickly. I think she she I think what she needs to be is working with the 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 girls on the other show. Like, do you mm. know what I mean? She needs to be in there with with your your um uh what's her name, uh fucking page and all that over the other side.
1: Yeah. Can I just also like say I I genuinely don't believe that Cargill ever recovered from the roasting she got from Brandy Rhodes on TV. No, no. The brand I genuinely think that was an absolute killer up, that was,
2: yeah. was was awful, and I think they've they've got a rebuild it. For me, Jay Cargill should be treated as female Goldberg. Like keep Goldberg special. You know, if you when Goldberg's in WCW, they kept him special for so long, and then he comes to WWE, and they're like, we don't really care or know what to do <laughs> with you. You know, you start putting you put Goldberg into anything other than you know a spear and a jackhammer and squashes, anything else. You know, keep it. It's entertaining. You got to see it. You know, not everyone's a Brian Dangerson sixty minute wrestler, and that's fine. And I think, as long as, yeah, I think Jay Cargill's got that that presence that not many wrestlers have got. I think she's got that natural, that mad it factor that everybody talks about but can't ever put their finger on. I think if they they treat her like a wrestler, yeah, I do agree with that. Where are are they going wrong? Wrong. Yeah, where are they they going wrong? why Why are they going wrong? God knows. God knows. I think it's you know perhaps direction and not Politics. having yeah you know it's the the normal wrestling things everyone wants to to get their shit in, brother.
0: Yeah, but, but I mean <laughs> the thing is though, even if, if, even Goldberg needed opponents, and Jay yeah. Gar- Cargill hasn't really got the women's division in AEW Isn't this deep enough. It's not deep enough. We've said this from from day one that you know they've not even got a, a, a women's tag champion, yeah. have they? There's
2: no no. It's, it's a tough tough call, but, you know, I think she's one of the few glimmering uh, glimmering beacons of hope there. Um, I did really, I, I, I say I don't watch, it. I did catch the um, Christian Cage and Jungle Boy Buried Alive casket match, and I really enjoyed that, because mm. I think the you look at the difference in composure and timing of Christian Cage to a lot of other wrestlers, and it's like night and day, it's just well, he, knows, he knows. To, he knows how. He knows to score. He knows yeah, exactly how to do it. Yeah. And yeah. then, so, yeah, just you compare everything he was doing. You know, even when he was just beating down Jungle Boy, just laying in the punches, and he knows when to let it breathe, when to let it rest. You know, it it was like watching a conductor conducting an audience playing Tonka toys. But
0: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know. no wasted movement, wouldn't was it? with, yeah. with Christian, no. even the way he lifts his arm to do the punching. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, There's everything. a difference. It's, you know, you've got these guys that are grabbing the back of each other's heads and just doing that all the time. Yeah, the hockey
1: fight.
2: It looks oh, yeah. oh well, how boring you know, is that, that now? Like how know, played it, out. Yeah. yeah.
0: Christian's goal.
2: First man, time it he was great, gold. but yeah. Yeah, 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 that hockey fight spot, like the first time you see it, you're like, woo, this is exciting. And then you watch it again, you're like, oh, you're exposing everything. <laughs> yeah. you it are, happened in like two do matches do in, a, a, row in a, a row in Revolution. Oh, man. And I was I was done by then. I'm
1: like, fuck, man. Like, come on. That's the thing. when There's so much repetition. Someone needs to step in and go, right, now they've just done that in the first match. You can't do that. Yeah. Like, Or you, that's, that's you save difficult. it. Yeah, save it for the end or something. Like, save it for the brawl after the match. Who fucking knows? But yeah, I wanted to ask you as well, man. Like, do you feel like people rush a
2: little bit too yeah. much these days? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, this this right. is, you know, the classic bitter old wrestler stuff. And I mean... Uh, I, I, I've, I, I've I, I don't think big, it is. No. I've got no, my middle-aged wrestler yeah. group chat. But, like, going back <laughs> to what we said about someone like Christian, you look at that, and I, I watched... Uh, we shared a match to uh, some of the new trainees, and it was a, a throwaway TV match from 1987 Dutch Mantel against Terry Taylor. And it's you want to talk about slow down and make everything count. This match, like the, the main thing that I can remember, they did, they worked a top wrist lock for about six minutes. Dutch Mantel was like building to be a shitbag heel throughout but he didn't resort to like just throwing punches and cheating straight away and getting in front of the ref and breaking the rules in front of the referee i think like it's a set six seven minute match and it's about four or five minutes in before he took terry taylor away from the ref gave him a open hand heel shot to the uh to the forehead with the heel of his hand and that was the first bit of dirtiness that he did throughout the match because he'd been made to look silly and outsmarted and i mean that's that's probably an extreme example of slow it down but you know, you need to, you need to have the rests and stops, like, um, I'm trying to learn how to not compose music, but how to kind of understand it, because it's always fascinating me, and one of the big things in music is where you've got the rests and the stops, and you need those, because in wrestling, you do actually need those moments where you let everyone digest what's happened, and then you've got the next part, you know, it's not, it's not stopping for the sake of it. It's not slowing down for the sake of being old, but you've got to have those, those moments where things breathe. Otherwise, it just becomes a fireworks display where there's no emotional response to it. But, you know, I think the whole music analogy is really good because you listen to a great bit of music where it swells and it moves and there's, you know, the lyrics come in and then the beat speeds up, whatever might happen. You start to build that emotional response to it. And then you compare that to a fireworks display and you're like, ooh, pretty, yay, clap, 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 clap next thing oh pretty yay clap 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 and you can't remember anything that happened there might have been a red one a green one and a loud one but that's it and yeah. i think that's you know those that slowing down and those pauses they're the bits which it gives you time <laughs> to digest it gives it time for those things to organically build and swell and then you can respond to it as a performer and that's when the magic happens man
0: so what you're saying is AEW is wrestling gabba is that
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> just <laughs> you know <laughs> just
0: constant
2: <Blade>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah oh yeah.
0: I'm just itching me 428
2: end. BPM you know it's, yeah. oh, it's <laughs> God. ripping through your mouth oh, I, oh
0: man I do remember though when we were training one thing that you and Ash and everyone has always said to us: if you think you're going too slow go slower yeah
2: and it's the mad and honestly like it's the biggest cliche thing but it's taken me 20 years in wrestling to actually understand what that really means it doesn't mean to actually physically move slower. it doesn't mean to respond slower it means to let it sit let it breathe let it be rather than just going right i've got you in a headlock we're going slow brother nah, yeah man, that's not what it means it's no. all about just kind of let that moment swell let it you know have those respites in there, you know not not rest as in you're lying there doing nothing rest as in music where there's that deliberate pause between the rhythm, the beat, all the other things. So yeah, that's, I mean, it's, you know, a, a lifetime it's taken me to actually get that, that understanding of it. So that's, that's wild to think of that. It's, yeah. it's great. Like, I mean, it's great that you think like that. Um, I have like
1: the, like it's one of my hotter takes. It's I, I feel like a lot of these guys, especially in AW, in some of the higher-end indie shows as well, they don't really know how to read an audience. Hmm. Like I feel like they struggle or they just don't want to. They just want to do their moves, get yeah. their claps, get that holy shit in, which is one of the most played-out chants in wrestling uh-huh. as well, um, and then get to their false finishes. Like, there, there, there is no reason, which is why, at the moment, you know, the bloodline... Over anything else happening on TV and any other channel is better than 100%. Yeah, than what we're seeing. Because there's just, an
0: emotional response yeah, to what's crowds, going on. That's, the, that's the thing. Um, definitely. I'll tell you what, one, when you talk about older wrestlers and newer wrestlers being able to work together, again on my Amazon Fire Stick, I saw a fantastic match. I weren't in Liverpool, but I saw it on my fucking TV because that's technology. <laughs> it was uh, Dean Allmark versus Dan Maloney. And oh. it was two of the best, bro. It was fucking phenomenal. It was yeah. absolutely phenomenal.
2: Um, you blend in that that classic style. I mean, Dean Allmark can do everything. He's Dan fantastic. Maloney's incredible. You know, it, it's gonna. That's probably gonna be a peak twenty twenties match. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. gonna be everything that you want. It's not gonna be rushed, but it's gonna have. I, I even even up until a few years ago, I was still going to seminars and things like that. And uh, Spiebel Bailey, uh, he did one and kind of talked about how you're building that flow to a match. And I was like, wow, that's really, really good because it's now given me an understanding of going, okay, this is how you do this. And you build your full finishes and you have this on top of this. And oh, okay, brilliant, right. And it's not about just kind of, getting your shit in and going oh i'm doing a brain buster and then a pile driver and then a falcon hour and then a tight top rope this and this and this and this and we're all going to kick out of it it's just building and building and building you know you hit me with a six i hit you with a six you hit me with a seven i hit you with a 7.5 you hit me with an eight i hit you with an eight point what you know just thinking of you building it like that and then finally it's whatever you, you get to 10 and that's how you've built it and it's. A really interesting way to kind of have that that view on the psychology and the build of things. And guys like Dean Allmark and Dan Maloney are two of the greatest exponents of showing that style.
0: And I, mean, I think what people, Mike Bailey, was fantastic in that J Cup final, wasn't he? JB? He was yeah, like, it was
1: a it was a hell of a oh, it was a hell of a oh, night. It was yeah, it was great night, man. I mean, if we're talking about fire stick wrestling, I um, I watched a show recently. It was a Super World Sports Show, and the main event was Hogan and Tenru. So. Cool. I mean, that's, that's, and it was wild. and it was good
2: i couldn't yeah. believe it i was like oh, i found it's good there were some random clips going around i think it's either instagram instagram words uh instagram or twitter and it was um tugboat and bam bam bigelow from like the early roars and i thought oh this looks a bit of me two big dudes slapping me and lance oh. storm it was on twitter because i remember lance storm had commented these big boys had their working boots on." And i was like what's this about let's watch this do I remember these like big slow plodding dinosaurs and i was like nine ten watching it yeah oh man these guys are just like two rhinos running at each other and i said to said to the uh middle-aged man group chat and it's uh you know these were proper athletes these guys you know they were linebackers in college and high school football these were just proper wrecking machines run things and hit and hit and keep going and keep going and you're like yeah these aren't just like big old decrepit rhinos these are just smashing machines and it was great, you know, these guys are moving at a rate of knots. Again, no waste, no waste, no wasted motion. Let's get the right syllables out. Yeah. And it was it was brilliant. So that sort of stuff I love. I love a good meat slapping match. You know, it's not just the tackle stand strong and pause. Yeah. You you know, these guys can throw a drop kick, bam, bam, through one of the best ends of guris and he could cartwheel and could do backflips and all sorts of stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's knowing how, what, when, why, and how to do it.
1: I mean, the, the other take from that is that Sunset Skip knows what Instagram is. So yeah, I thought you, I thought you had it. thought you had a guy for that, but
2: uh, I, I do. I just kind of I'm posting pictures every couple of weeks, yeah. and he sends
1: it.
2: It Cost me a fortune in stamps, man. But you know, it's,
1: uh... I mean, we 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 joked that you are like the, a relic of the '80s, but I mean, you oh, are dude, you I'm, are I'm so an bright, and... man. In the digital world, it's, you know, you got that like. <laughs> i almost feel like you have you've listened to randy savage like you know when they asked him why his his costume was so bright and all like mm. so so wild he said because people were channel hopping and if they see yeah. a geezer in a suit like that like they, they're they're sticking around for a minute
2: 100 percent and 100 percent. you know i'm not a i'm not a body guy never have been so that's not going to be the thing that will draw people meaty in, guy that's it big meaty dude and I, i'm a big meaty dude in like Pink zebra stripes and green leper print and red leopard print and all of this and you know I've, I've got boots with flames on it now and all sorts of stuff and people are going to go, oh, he's different mm-hmm. and they'll hopefully remember me. You know they might rem- if if I've done everything I can they'll remember my name. But at the very least they'll be like, oh, that's that big noisy guy who wore lots of colours. <laughs> I remember him. Let's, let's go see him again. And that's always been a principle I've done throughout my career. You know. And, like the whole Randy Savage thing when I was changing up my look after COVID because I was wearing the the trunks and the kind of, I call it a rash top. Like it's more like an adult baby grow with tassels on it, which is a real weird thing to say out loud. But <laughs> I was like, right, I want to to go for something a bit different. So I go for the whole like slashed up shorts thing. So I was like, what would Randy Savage wear in 2023? I was like, he would probably wear something not too similar to that. Because like you said, JB, he he wanted to have that, I guess, non-channel flippability you know you see that and go yeah. oh what's
1: that yeah I mean, he, he is it's an it factor for sure
0: yeah oh <laughs> like, yeah there was another guy him, that man. had it before he, he was called uh, rich and famous i don't know if you that's remember my, him
2: brilliant what a he was like a, great a sunset skip but you know more hair uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> a little bit thinner but uh slightly less leopard print but he was a great dude oh a great happened, dude
0: him. man good times <laughs>
1: so what's uh, what's on the agenda i know you've got some stuff coming up like what's uh,
2: what's coming up very soon like where 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 can we, where can we see you well the next place uh, all depends on when this comes out but on saturday the 18th of march i'm in doa wrestling in great yarmouth taking on lord stephen farrell in and this is one thing i love and trying to bring these back the gimmick matches i've got a brass knuckles on a pole match so we've got oh, a bit of retribution. Oh, here. And there, there's, there's going to be some meaty hits there because the Farrell family stole the Pan Arabian Championship away from Sunset Skip. So I'm looking to get that back. Then upcoming, I've got some Wrestling Society coming up in March and April. There's some UVW coming up as well. So just keep having a look on uh, the Sunset Skip socials on the Instant Ham, I believe they call it, Instant. and uh, Twitter at Find Sunset Skip. I post everything, or I post literally post it. In an envelope to a dude, I get I get things sent on a photo. Get and, the rats uh, to it take it there. to
0: the um, post box.
2: Absolutely, brother. What? Yeah, you know they take a while and they they cost me a lot of cheese. But <laughs> <Sorry>. uh... <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
1: I have to apologise because I uh, it was me that um, posted the sound
2: of uh, gorilla and Jesse when you body slam that oh, dude. That, that, massive that was one of my. Favorite thing, and the fact that that was synced so so perfect. I'll have to uh, I'll have to put that out when uh, when this interview comes out because that was so perfectly timed. Like even the lift and the slam motion was perfectly. I love how I'm even pantomiming doing this fast. <laughs> like it was all perfectly synced and perfectly timed. I thought that was a genius stroke.
1: Every now and again, I get a little bit creative. It's, just, it's as far dude, as I dude, get,
2: but keep like- it few and far between, just like me, and you know, I surprise people.
0: It's the quality (laughs) that comes through, man. It's not the quantity, it's the quality. And it's just.
2: Beautiful. What's the, uh, lower expectations and over deliver, I think is my, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm for life, a you know? promise nothing, deliver slightly more. And people think you're fucking amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's great. I mean, we need to actually, I mean, we've, you like, you say life gets in the way and it's hard yeah, to it get is. to certain bits and bobs, but we need to get to a show with you on at some point. I Absolutely.
2: Mean, Definitely a 10 year show because you know, we've got yeah. it's down the line and realistically with life and stuff like that, we can get that in a diary. Yeah. get you guys down to have a chat with some of the other wrestlers i as think well i think and... yeah chris has got to dust off that
1: massive microphone he's got with the
2: yes
0: i've got yeah. I, I built a microphone with the actual square with chat grapple and cheek pops on it <laughs> we it. caught that's where we caught joel redmond that we went to uh st Albans civic hall yeah wax, yeah right and it was a. who, who was it it was um uh premier promotions when it? Yeah, it, it was uh time.
1: it was brian's yeah, it All-Star. was brian's yeah, uh, so, All-Star.
0: yeah yeah all-star that's it yeah so it was um we we got Joel Redman there. Um, we got Dean Allmark for a second, Brilliant. and uh, Lucian Phillips, dude. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Is
0: another dude. He's been on Rev another Pro Shows. He's yeah, a, a great guy. guy, man. He's he's fucking fantastic. He, he, you know, we we caught an interview with him, and he had like a Doctor David Schultz T-shirt on or whatever. You know? <laughs>
2: Chris, Chris was shitting
1: it at that
0: point. <laughs> I was shitting it because <laughs> yeah. like you know everyone. Lucian
2: and I did a couple of bits at some training seminars. time when I was going, hey, he's up big hard hitter so yeah. we, were, we were really angling for a match I mean this is good five years ago and come five years ago six years ago and come back to the country we were angling for a match and I think our kind of paths you know as they do separate oh, but I'd man. love I'd love a proper meat slap with him that'd be that'd oh, be unreal
1: man, we well, if anyone's if anyone's up. listening man yeah book book it man we want book to see at it.
0: Brock's on Civic
2: because yeah, it's nine dude, minutes from me <laughs>
0: Man, yeah, we've dust off the mic. I've got a mic, yeah, with the actual yeah. square, you know, proper interviewing people, sticking the mic in people's faces, doing the business. Um, Perfect. So you know, we'll 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 definitely got to get down and and see. I mean, the last time I watched you wrestle was actually online. It was on yeah. Facebook, and it was you
2: retained. Oh yeah.
0: And I think that was the match that you did your knee in.
2: Ah uh, yes, yeah.
0: And it was live streamed on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you that, retained. Absolutely. Great. It was a little while ago, man. I think it was, you know, a good couple yeah. of years back, maybe.
2: A good yeah, it was. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think two years ago I uh, hurt my knee. I thought, I thought I'd really messed it up because I heard a really loud snap, and uh, I rolled out the ring. I couldn't stand. Quite yeah. Luckily, it was uh, some ligament damage, so I was still out for about three months. But yeah. luckily, it was it yeah. was ligament strain rather than tears and whatnot because. Yeah, I'll never forget that sound. And I just dropped and it was a freak thing. I went to do uh, deep six, and as I was turning, I dragged my foot on the uh, on the, the canvas. Body went one way, knee went the other. Down we go.
0: Always so, that freak. innocuous shit, isn't it? It's, I mean, you could <sighs> do flips and. I've twists done that move turn. dozens of
2: times. Yeah. Dozens of times, hundreds probably, and never, never anything. So I don't know if it's that complacency or just you know canvas happens, was man. loose or I, you know, yeah. took half a step too late too soon, whatever. It's, yeah, there was no, no fault of anybody, no rhyme or reason to it. Like you said, just that dreadful luck. Well, that's, that's
1: the problem with you young guys. You don't stretch that much. Yeah. Man, yeah you just that, go out man. and work <laughs> and yeah, you go home.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I have to stretch before I go up the stairs <laughs> these days, you know, it's, <laughs> I put my shoes on and I'm doing 10 minutes of yoga to just get my ankles moving. <laughs>
0: Well, oh, really? I mean, yeah. we could chat to you for a whole other yeah. freaking hour and a half or whatever, but obviously we know, yeah. you know, Skip has settled down now. He's got a family, you know, he's Found got kids. Brother. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, bro. You know, so, you know, we'll All let you family get on. But, <laughs> yeah, um, literally, you know, yes. Yeah, we, we really appreciate it. Oh, um, because, boys, thank, you know, thank you so
2: much. We should it's have had great. you on
0: a long time ago.
2: No, you know what? you save the worst till last you know it's like uh you know when, <laughs> when you're doing the housework you're like i'll clean the toilet last so you know we've, we've gone round the rim you know you've done we've pumped the cushions we've uh we've done a bit of hoovering and now we are just giving the rim a little bit of a scrub.
1: well hell no man like we you know as always you know the offer for round two is on uh, is oh, always out there like we'll we'd love to have soon. you on again we'll you know till we could talk about you know that American wrestling stuff that you did years ago, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, brother. <laughs> but, you know, we, we say this now, like, and more recently we have shout out to, I, I wanted to ask you quickly, have you ever like, have you had offers in Ireland? Not.
2: Oh God, not for a long, long time, like years and years back when the scene, was Irish whip. Up, I was talking just before Irish whip even become a thing. There was a bit of a precursor to them, um, but there was yeah, nothing kind of came of it. Cause it was, it was that long ago, but yeah. I would like to, but, uh, you know, who knows? There's, you know, I'm good friends with the guy, uh, Sean Don. He wrestles as over and uh, he's part of Hard Knocks Pro Wrestling. So they're really building something over there. So, you know, I'd love to kind of go over there some point down the line. But, you know. The, the reason,
1: reason I work. ask is because for some reason, this ridiculous show is popular in Ireland. No and, way, and in Australia as and well. In Australia. Like, we're in Australian <laughs> charts, why? They I don't love know. these but, jabronis, man. Love <laughs> that's it. that's awesome, man. I love
2: it. I love it. <laughs> Australia, book this man. <laughs> absolutely. Give me a give me a couple of stopovers though, because I'm really really not a good traveller. I get bored <laughs> too easily and I go for a little wander. So either stick me on a direct flight or give me a chance to wander. <laughs> Let him roam. You heard the man. Yeah, absolutely. Can't tame me. Can't tame me. <laughs> oh man, skip. Thank you so much for oh, coming thank you so on. Much. We really it's appreciate your time.
1: Uh, been brilliant. Yeah, it's been absolutely wonderful. We can't thank you enough. We look forward to seeing you soon. Whether we're just coming to watch you in the ring, or whether you come on this show, or whether we meet up absolutely. in person for that, that little cup All of tea. All of those we three talk things. About, let's yeah.
2: do that. Let's do that. Let's uh, let's see in the real world because that's the best way to, to connect, isn't it? Perfect man. Sweet, dude. Sunset skip. Oh, boys. Thank, you, so thank much. you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Nice one, man. Cheers, boys.
1: Take care. <laughs> Well, there you have it. Thank you so much to Sunset Skip for giving us his pearls of wisdom and having a jolly old laugh with two he, two J-bros from Hertfordshire.
0: He gave us his pearls of wisdom. He could have given us a pearl necklace. We would have let him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sunset Skip, good friend of the show, man. We go way back. And, um, you know, it's just nice to... Nice to see that he's um you know he's still it, up there, still getting books, still in the business, still working. Um, you know, guys are hoss for sure.
1: Oh yeah, the, a meat slapping hoss. He's hoss a meat
0: slapping mate. Sunset skip versus Lucian Phillips, come on. Someone booked Where's that? that shit. Where has
1: that been on our lives? Yeah, like come on.
0: Right, we need to speak to someone about that. We need to get on it. Right.
1: <laughs> Before we go, it's time to pay the metaphorical bills.
0: <laughs> we got we got to feed the monkey, man.
1: We got a we got a shout our man, Domas. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> because if you need a high quality VPN, you know to let's face it, stop you losing all your shit. Absolutely, keep yourself hidden in the internet world. That does sound weird, but it's not really. You know. Surfshark VPN will keep you safe.
0: It'll keep you safe. It, you've got your you've got your virus protection, you've got your VPN, you've got uh your pop-up blockers, you can have it on all of your devices. Um, in this day and age, you need it, JB. Of you you need you it, do. you know, not just for when you're online and you want to be watching stuff as if you're in America or Japan or Mexico or whatever just to keep your online business dealing safe whenever you're buying stuff online, whenever you're on eBay, whether you're on fucking Amazon, wherever you're doing whatever you have got your VPN there. You've got your virus protection. Everything's keeping you safe. No one can steal your identity. That is one of the number one crimes in the world. Online identity theft. That Stay is-
1: protected.
0: Stay protected. It's like your digital Johnny. So yes. you need it,
1: okay? <laughs> Your are digital prophylactic.
0: That's right. Sorry, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: we had to make it dirty. <laughs> How do we get by? Uh,
0: but yeah, yeah what's protect, the deal? Protect the yourselves.
1: Deal? You know, let's be honest. People will tell you that Big Brother and the government aren't watching you. They fucking are. And yeah. that's not us being conspiracy nuts or anything like that. They're, in, they're always trying to get a little jib in, see what you're doing, see what you're spending, see what you're after. That's right. Don't let them do it. It's the same thing with holiday companies and, you know, cookies and all that stuff. You know, they, they'll know that you're looking for a holiday. Stick your VPN on. See the difference in price. I can I can show this to you at some point. Like, don't let me forget about this because I've done it. <laughs> Search for a holiday without your VPN on. Search a, a different website coming out similar price stick your vpn on tell them you're somewhere else yeah watch that watch that package get cheaper watch the flight go down it's, Mate, if it's you're looking thing. it's yeah, a thing if you're looking
0: for a train ticket to middlesbrough for example <laughs> buy a palmo and you know book it with your vpn on and with your vpn off you'll see the difference stay safe stay safe you've got um the deal is 83 percent off and free three, three months so, you're getting a fantastic deal overall. It'll cost you something anything, between 12 and 14 pounds. It changes, um, but
1: and that's with your antivirus as well.
0: Uh, do you know what I mean? What more what can a, you want, mate? Surfshark, deal. VPN, get it or get got. You know what I mean?
1: That is one way to say it. That is, whilst we are finishing this up, I will tell you to like and subscribe in a minute. We are shouting out Ireland because we love you. Yep. We are shouting out Australia because we fucking love you. (laughs) and Don't let that word fucking like, you know, like annoy you, Ireland, because we love you. It's just Australians curse like it's regular. That's That's just how they talk. That's fine. You know, we fucking love you. That's great. And yes, we would love if everyone hit the subscribe button. We'd love if everyone listened, gave us five stars. We know it's not always possible. But sometimes it is. You don't need the bell. You don't need the notifications. Cool. But just give us a little tickle.
0: Give us a little tickle, but also slap our bells. Why would you not? It costs you absolutely nothing. It really, really helps the show out. The more subscribers we get, the bigger we'll, we'll, we'll be popping up in people's algorithms and stuff like that. And let's not forget, dude, okay? We have got one of the most expansive lists of basically any of the UK-based uh, wrestling podcasts with regards to um, shoot interviews, mate. We nice. have, you know, nice. we have got, you know, we've had, sh- we've got, you know, the list goes on. We've got Sonny Ono, we've got Duke the Drumster we've got Santino Morella, Jameson, Dean Ayas, another British wrestling staple, Chris Hamrick, um, you know, Das Wunderkind, Alex Wright. Queewe, uh, Joel Redman, Eric Watts, uh, Max Payne, Marty Elias, you know, um, uh, author of uh, Blood and Fire, Brian R. Solomon, we've had him on twice, Glacier, I mean, Keith Elliott Greenberg, Jasmine Sinclair, Billy Barty, two-time join us, you know what I mean? So Two time You know, that's just the shoot interviews, let alone the reviews, other shows that we've done. We have got content up the fucking wazoo. Um, Please subscribe. It costs you absolutely nothing. It really will help us out.
1: 1,151 of you, as of right now, cannot be wrong.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) But there's also a huge amount of people that watch that are not subscribed. So if you're watching and you're not subscribed, what the fuck are you doing, man? Just quickly tap the little thing. You don't even need notifications, but obviously that will be great because then you know whenever another episode's coming out. But just tap the bell, click off notifications if you must, but please subscribe, please. We love it. We love every single one of you. Absolutely. And we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. We've got some great guests in the pipeline. We've had some messages. I've had a message today that has gassed me up. It definitely buttered my past, it. Um, Ooh. Ooh. you know we've got. Uh, uh, I know it's, it's. You know, wow. All I'm Ooh. saying is, you know, it it could be uh, it could be a great one. This, you know, fuck it, I don't. Wow. Wanna,
1: don't no, we? Uh, spoil we won't. It. We won't spoil any surprises just yet. But that's right. But now, as we do, we will say thank you. I didn't get to say this at the beginning, but you know, from me, JB, I thank you. I love you all, and just as much as that, the Raz Prince. Of wrestling podcasts, that's right. The best Chris in all of wrestling podcasts, Mr. Chris Dredd. Boom. He thanks you too. I'm sure. I I don't want to be too presumptuous and say he loves you all, but I think he does. I do.
0: But when I say "fuck you," it don't mean that. I want to fuck you. (laughs) It just means I'm the (laughs) Raz Prince. Anyone who gets that reference will be... <laughs> oh,
1: upper echelon. Oh, that's the upper echelon baby. phone
0: shop reference right there. Um, But yes, I do thank each and every one of you alongside my main man, JB. We're very, very thankful that we still got motherfuckers watching us, enjoying what we do, and we're just going to keep doing it. It keeps us sane in this crazy world. If so much going on, um, you know... We don't put we don't talk no politics on this show. We talk about wrestling. And that is what we've just done with our main man, Sunset Skip, our Mr. Miyogi. We are but mere Daniel sons to him. He taught us how to wax on, wax off. And um, we loved every minute of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Paint the fence. <laughs> Fucking he was our Mr. Miyogi alongside obviously others there. Shout out to Ash and all the man there um currently running u ubw i believe um so yeah we just great to have skip on and we've got more stuff in the pipeline so do stay tuned
1: stay tuned thank you very much take care everyone